0: All right, here we are again. It is uh Friday and uh Liana is here with me. Say hello. Hello. Yeah. I, that was kind of lame of me to just say like, say hello. Like
1: well, there's always this George Burns Gracie Allen thing going on with this show. I, I always it's... I always feel like, "Say goodnight, Gracie."
0: Goodnight, Gracie. Yeah, I, and you know what's sad? Liana is how few people even understand that reference?
1: Yeah, a lot of it is is getting lost. I so- uh, I and I I know this sounds very boomer of me, but I'm not a boomer. But the, you know, the 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 memory of our cultural history has gotten so warped. Right, by and, and and we know we know that um, youth like youth oriented media is somewhat responsible for this believing that you know younger people don't care about anything but anything that came up last six months, right? But the the touchstones of where certain things come from are just getting completely lost to the point that someone left a YouTube comment on uh, on my channel this week that you know basically another there was no political messaging in media. When they were a kid because <laughs> you, you know those those tags at the end of gi joe and he-man were just a figment of everyone's imagination
0: there was like, a political cut co- first of all television as a whole has always been polit- political in how it it fictionalizes the status quo and then the reality follows the fiction see- and people mar- people measure their lives or the way, they feel, the way people talk to each other is very affected by television. What is considered normal and not normal, which is very political, always been reflected. Now, TV has also been on the forefront of trying to change those things at times, sure. but TV has been um, a, a real, uh, uh, I don't know what the word I'm thinking is, but force for determining status quo, right and wrong, freaking normal, um like see, I said, I it's done better I, it, it's learned to do better but it's also you know all those sitcoms that tell that set up this nuclear family crap um television has always been very political especially when you didn't know it
1: was see I I see it a little differently I see it as you know there's cultural influence and then there's there's political pressure right and all right the reality is television is a regulated industry, right? It's regulated by the FCC. The FCC is, the, the head of the FCC is politically appointed. Of course, there are political pressures on any medium that has that, right? Yeah. I mean, that's inescapable. The, the people who are complaining about politics and media tend to be the people who spent a period of their life when they just didn't see it. And now all of a sudden the the politics that they're seeing in media doesn't agree with theirs. And all of a sudden they're screaming about it as opposed to recognizing that, no, you just didn't see it before because you just propped up what you believed.
0: Well, also their their beliefs may have changed over time or their sensitivity and awareness to certain messages because they've become more sensitive. Um, they uh, they didn't. It, it may have just gone right past them before because they didn't have it, it, it. Their ox wasn't being gored, to use a, an old phrase. See, um, I
1: I think of those great sitcoms. Like you compare the sitcoms of today to the like the Norman Lear stuff no from back in the day, all. right? Like, but that's the thing. Like All in the Family, even Sanford and Son, the Jeffersons, the Golden Girl soap. You remember Soap? I loved Soap. Yeah, but like Soap had gay characters on it. Back, in that was like the late 70s, wasn't it? Was it?
0: The, the first regular out character yeah. in a, uh, a TV show at all. And yeah, that it was, was played uh, by Billy Crystal, of yeah. all people. That's that where he was, got his start.
1: That was the late 70s, wasn't it? Late 70s,
0: yeah, that yeah, was yeah, Soap. Yeah.
1: yeah, but could you imagine, you know, anytime there's any trans person you know, transgender person or anything now, people go, oh, it's woke. And it's like, this has been going on for, for decades. You guys just either, well, there there was a drop in it for a while after, you know, that big political correctness wave. It, it's unfortunate because it, you know, it's the whole swing of the pendulum after the whole Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill thing. There was this big swing against, you know, political correctness and all that stuff. And so television... Outside of um, fringe, so I won't say fringe, but like Fox programming, like in Living Color, it's amazing to think of Fox as being like a progressive outlet. Well, I guess it's back to it again because Disney owns Fox outside of Fox News now. But, you know, shows like in Living Color, even the Arsenio Hall show, like that stuff was subversive.
0: So but, was Married with Children.
1: Yeah, but even Married with Children really, really propped up certain things. I loved that show back in the day, but it had like two, maybe three really great seasons. And then it became a parody of itself. Well, like I loved so show many shows did back in the day. I, I loved that show until I didn't. Well, it didn't evolve, right? It started off sort of spoofing the all American sitcom, but then it just became a, a parody of itself. You know who and the,
0: you know what show the creators? used as the basis for uh, married with children they wanted to be the exact opposite of was the Cosby show. They yeah. hated the Cosby show and the perfect family well, the, the Cosby that's show how was they super created with children.
1: The Cosby show was a political statement. The Cosby show was developed to be aspirational, not affirmational. And and a lot a lot of people complain retroactively that the Cosby show just set this ridiculously high bar for black families, you know? Like, oh yeah, you'll be accepted by white America as long as your dad's doctor and your mom's a lawyer. And you wear sweaters. And you wear sweaters. and, and, you, you wear sweaters and but, but it was that you had to be so far above average to be considered acceptable that I recognized growing up, it was just like, oh, what a nice family. And now I look and go, wait a minute, like, yeah, why, but, why couldn't they be a blue collar family?
0: But you could say that about so many sitcom families. You look at them, even, you know, white sitcom families, you look at them and say, like, how connected to reality was any of that? That's the thing about you reciting All in the Family. All in the fam- Family was had the greatest verisimilitude, there's a word, of, of TV shows because they spoke the way people spoke. They lived the way people lived. Roseanne they, was
1: like that too.
0: Okay, I was talking about it, but All in the Family was the first. Roseanne right, yeah. was a later version of that in the sense of this is how people really live. They don't yeah. live in fancy homes. They don't have unlimited yeah. disposable income. They yeah. have concerns about th- that other people have, like about layoffs and about <laughs> not having enough mo- money and yeah. about the, the generation gap, the, the differences of opinions. Like you could <laughs> do, uh, a, on one hand, you could do a great version of all in the family today with the fact that there's such a political gulf that exists between the two sides um, of the
1: spectrum. But you could never do it because both sides would be furious. You have to do it as a drama. I think that's what Blue Bloods is now. Blue Bloods, the the uh, cop show with Tom Selleck and uh, the new kid on the block. Yeah, 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 Donnie Wahlberg. But I mean, the funny thing is, is those shows like all in the family back in the day those were the TV wing of New Hollywood cinema, which what's ironic about that was that was the woke contingent of its day. That was programming created for a fresh wave of college-educated middle-class people that didn't, you know, didn't want the, the stuff like, you know, I Dream of Jeannie anymore. They wanted something more raw.
0: Well, and was, they, uh... they
1: were the ones... They were the ones looking at after the working man, you know.
0: Well, it was uh, um, there. The, the most popular shows in America were at one point were Green Acres, mm-hmm. Beverly Hillbillies, Petticoat yeah. Junction, yeah, and they were doing very well. But these were these were hit coms, like they were sitcoms based on on silly hick, um, yeah, stereotypes. And then the uh, president of CBS came in, new yeah. guy, and canceled all those shows, even though they were the number one, yep. like the top 10 shows in America, Yeah, canceled them all because he didn't want that to be the reflection of his network and put in place the Mary Tyler Moore show, yep. uh, All in the Family, yep. uh, Bob Newhart show, the classics, yep. which we remember you know, to this day, which yep. changed the course of how television sitcoms existed and how they addressed and, the way real people live and real issues.
1: And I'm I'm glad the one hour comedy is starting to make a return because the the thing about comedy is comedy tends to be where people who look like real people can exist right like you're not going to see somebody who looks like say you know her politics aside and her craziness aside roseanne barr in a one-hour drama the same way all those people have to be that was like the la law of its time all very glamorous you know the dallas the dynasty um the comedies are you know the the one that i think is really continuing the tradition is resident alien it's on ctv sci-fi up here and you know it's a sci-fi show show, but it's got that there are people that look like people like even the love interest looks like a real small town girl not the too glamorous too skinny too pretty too polished you know love interest you'd expect to see
0: well, in... any of the women on that show, except for the mayor's wife, are um, pretty in the way that normal people are pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not glamorous. No, and, and they're that's not. The yes, yeah.
1: they're not super made up. They don't have the glam squad look. And, you know, these these people are human and with dignity and none of the men are, are um, super the, Drop only, dead the only one that's
0: attractive. good at traditionally attractive is the mayor. You think they so? Show him to be the most screwed up guy.
1: He's such a punchable man, baby to me. I probably shouldn't say that on the radio, but that he that look, I associate with Mr. Sensitive Nice Guy who underneath is a seething cauldron of rage, which is exactly what he is. Which
0: is pretty much what he is. Yeah. And for those who don't know what Resident Alien is, it's based on a comic book. But it's don't don't let that, you know, create any implications. It's an alien who looks like an alien comes to Earth with the mission of uh, destroying the the planet um, from his his planet. Uh, Things happen and he winds up inhabiting the body or taking the shape Mm -hmm. of a human guy. And he but he looks human. But he's learning to master human interactions, things like humor and laughter. Starting,
1: starting with Law and Order. Starting, yeah, he, law
0: he, and order. he binged watching Law and Order to understand humanity. Um, and it's set in a small town in Colorado, shot, I
1: believe. Yeah, shot in Ladysmith, BC. And it is smart comedy.
0: Yeah. It is broad but, comedy. But it's so human, too. Yeah, it's it's not like it's not like comedy. That's too smart that, you know, you know, some comedies like trying to show off. It's smart. It's just so well done and so well-written. It's, it's a fantastic concept in the sense of fantasy. It's uh, not, but it's so And Alan Tudyk as, as he's brilliant character. He's so good. What he does with his eyes, what he does yeah. with his face, what he does with his voice, that is real acting,
1: but it's also not, you know, that, that shock, comedy or like the family guy thing where the entire episode is centered around one 90 second laugh.
0: Yeah. Some non sequitur of Wonder Woman using the bathroom in her invisible plane.
1: Yeah. Like just Seth MacFarlane got so derivative of Seth MacFarlane in about three seasons on that show. And he has just been coasting with the same stuff ever since. I've been told the Orville is better, but I tried to watch 15 minutes of it and went, no, nope, this is the same arrogance, Marm. There is nothing arrogant about resident alien. And I will say that about Peacemaker as well, that even though Peacemaker has the gross out offensive comedy, it doesn't have the arrogance of the Seth MacFarlane stuff. I always found Family Guy extremely arrogant. I always felt like it was sort of looking down its nose at the viewer and ho, 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 we are so smart. Can't you see how smart we are? We're going to tell you how smart we are by telegraphing the joke and then explaining at the end of the joke why the joke was brilliant. Couldn't stand it.
0: Well, you've just named my two favorite shows of the time. Uh, a, a peacemaker, because it's smart, stupid, um, but it makes good, it makes, it, see, that's a show that makes political statements without making political statements. It's just mm-hmm. the way it depicts people and circumstances, you can derive things from it about American culture. Um, you know, you know and it's doing? funny, but it's also gross out in places, but the gross out is hilarious.
1: Yeah, the counterpoint show, I think, to Peacemaker is is the equalizer. And well, I, I might the I might need more time. The, the Equalizer is rapidly becoming one of my favorite shows. And it's no one of my one favorite is... shows.
0: The original Equalizer, one yeah. of my favorite shows bar none of all time. But I that's... love that show. But the fact that I actually really exactly. like the new one. Exactly. I would normally hate it. Yeah. A fan like fanboy like me of the original Equalizer would hate that they've re- they've started it up and it's a female in the lead, not a male. But they've done it so damn maybe, well. Maybe that we should I love talk, it too.
1: maybe we should talk about remakes after the break. All right, let's go to a, more time.
0: We should go to a break. Well, <laughs> you me.
1: you you nudged me. You nudged me. It's like you give me the warning and then you start talking about something. And then I feel like I have to self nudge.
0: Liana, I have no discipline.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to see you have no arms. And then I was going to be, so what did you nudge me with? What? All
0: right. That was how a family
1: break. guy does comedy.
0: Yeah, all right. We're going to go to a break. We'll be back after this. Stay around. All right. And we are back and we, uh, our, our our plan of what we were going to talk about <laughs> the show cut out the window, but that's okay. Because all that matters is that we engage in a conversation that you and I find interesting, and by extension, there are going to be some people out there who find it interesting, and maybe there's people out there who want to listen to radio show and not hear about the same things over and over that they hear about on every other show. So, quite,
1: quite frankly, this week is all I care about. Is I have a hard out that I have to make, so let's go. We're flying by the seat of our pants. All right,
0: um, we, our, our conversation meandered into talking about reboots and remakes, and there's a lot of those in Hollywood. Most of them occur in television shows, not so much in movies. No,
1: there's a lot of movie remakes too. And Are there? I, oh yeah, I mean, they remade, well, they're remaking TV shows into movies and they remake movies and I, just, I don't want remade. M- most remakes I don't like. I mean, I I'm still a fan of the original Battlestar Galactica over modern Battlestar Galactica. And people look at me weird because of that. But they've never seen the original Battlestar Galactica, right? No, they just they
0: just they just look at the photographs. Yeah. Uh, and they say, hey, look, at that, look at that 70s hair that they have. And it's like that's the show was more than that. But also that hair's back. Those two shows, the original Battlestar Galactica and the second one, Practically unrelated to each other other than other than a bare bones concept. Characters have
1: the same names. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: the ship has the same name. Yeah. Other than that, they are so completely different shows. Yeah. You can, in fact, like one and like the other without comparing which one you like better.
1: I I just
0: the same show. I didn't like I liked two episodes of the new Battlestar Galactica.
1: I liked. I liked certain cast members I thought there were certain great performances on that show but I have a real thing with showrunner narcissism bleeding into the work and the point where the
0: showrunner puts himself in the actual show
1: when you can see the person behind the show in the show it's the same reason I I I glance off of all of Stephen Moffat's stuff, making Doctor Who fans angry at me. Um, I can see him in everything he does, whereas other shows, I mean, James Gunn has a sensibility, but I don't constantly feel like James Gunn is lecturing me every moment when I'm watching a James Gunn movie or TV show. I actually feel like it's a collection of characters that feel real to me.
0: Well, that or that second Battlestar Galactica, well, they were James Olmos. I uh, had to wear a hard hat when watching it because of the way they were beating me over the head with their heavy-handed allegories. No, I, mean, I, I couldn't Edward James, stand it, took itself so damn seriously. Edward James his performance was brilliant. The performances right? in that show were actually very good. I didn't like the writing.
1: See, I thought the older actors in that show were good. I thought the un- the younger actors were... Some were good, others were not trisha helfer got better and better as she went along and i think it's interesting she's the one with sort of you know one of the better careers of the younger actors in in that show and i think deservedly she took it seriously you know the the move from modeling to acting and she got better but i i generally watch those shows for the older cast members and i'm i'm impressed i i it 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 defies expectations. It, you know, surpasses my expectations that the younger cast members on, on a show are like come even close, which is why I'm I'm so uh, impressed with Selena Gomez in uh, Only Murders in the Building. She holds her own with Steve Martin and Martin Short really really well. Good for two her.
0: Legends. She's uh, sharing this yeah. with two legends, and, Martin and I Short mean- and Steve Martin, and she she's not blown off the screen I- by them. She's at times blows them off the screen. She's just. I, yeah. I didn't have any interest in this Selena Gomez woman before. I always I like some with, of her music. I always confused her with Demi Lovato. I thought they were the same per- person, but one Very different. one one's name is like, you know, it's like you call a car one thing it, like the Chevy Nova is. Yeah, is, is in the English world. And then they call it something else in Spanish world. I thought they were the same person. But uh, Selena Gomez, great actor and only actors or only uh, only. Actor, yeah, only she's, murders in the building. But another she's show really good. Another show, oh, by the way, Battlestar Galactica. They're doing a third version of it now.
1: You're really obsessed with Galactica.
0: The guy who did we, Mr. we have Robot, not the guy who did Mr. Robot is yep. doing another version of Battlestar Galactica. So this will be the third version All... from the same. So, but they're doing it in this in the universe of the second Battlestar Galactica, probably okay. a prequel, which I don't like. Is... I wanted it to be the first one when they wore those helmets that looked like Pharaoh's headdresses and things like that. How
1: is cool. he? Is Sam Ismaili, um writing it or is he just producing it? Because I got roped into a Julia Roberts series because his name was on it. It wasn't very good because he was just producing it. I think he didn't write it. it. Oh, then not, not a standard of quality. Mr. Robot was brilliant. I thought he did an amazing job with Mr. Robot. But some people only have
0: one brilliant story or one
1: brilliant show in them. I, I don't think he does. It's just it's got to be his. There's an example of it's got to be his voice. Right, um,
0: Another show that, like you were saying about young cast members, amazing show, Superman and Lois, which you could say is a, re- a reboot. It's not really, it's just, I mean, Superman has been uh, done in cartoons and in movie serials and in movies and in TV shows so many times that when they do a new version, you really can't say it's a reboot. It's just right. a representation of the right. legendary character. But in that show, it's, uh, there's adults and there's teenagers. And mm-hmm. the thing is, adults, the adults act like adults act in real. Yes, life. Even yes. though he's from another planet and has superhuman powers. The adults act like adults. The teenagers act like teenagers, not like TV teenagers and TV adults. Often well, TV adults are much
1: more adolescent than okay, the teenagers. The, the but- teenagers, the teenagers on Superman and Lois did start off as very, very CW teenagers. And it's like this season they pulled back from that. It's, it's a CW show that's not aimed just at children. It's, yeah. You can watch
0: it as an adult and not feel dumb that you're watching a superhero show about a guy in tights and you know long johns and a cape because it's actually clever and they balance out the storylines between the adult characters and the younger characters. One does not dominate the other. One episode, one may dominate the other, but mm-hmm. overall... They balance it out. And you take a character as fantastical as Superman and manage to ground him, but without making him miserable and brooding like Zack Snyder, he's just a good guy, but he's facing the same kind of things everybody else does because he lives like a human.
1: His family always grounded Superman though. The thing I think Superman and Lois did that was smart is they pulled Clark Kent out of being a reporter because that doesn't work anymore. No reporters are too high profile.
0: Yeah. And the idea of Superman being a reporter when he was created was the notion that he could set his own hours. Well, yeah, yeah, reporters could dash off without an explanation because they were following a story. They got to leave they left so he could go and go into the storeroom and pull his clothes off.
1: It was also newspapers, right? So you didn't necessarily know what the guy looked like. Now everything's video. So I mean, Lois being a reporter, makes sense and gives her something to do in the show. But he's just basically like a stay at home dad slash football coach. And it works.
0: You know what? Uh, uh, so that's not really a reboot. No, but, but there are reboot TV shows. There's a difference in a reboot and a uh, revisit. Um, um, what's it called? Full House was a revisit.
1: Right. They came back to it yeah, years the later. The Connors
0: is a yeah. revisit. It's a, it's a reunion
1: show. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: it's it's. uh I forget what they call it, but it's uh, you know more of a restart than yeah. a reboot. Yeah, um, Re-
1: it's a reunion.
0: Magnum is a reboot. Um, the MacGyver yeah. show that ran for years was a reboot. A reboot. And You know what? Um, some of these concepts are strong enough, or simple enough, and often they're the same that you can reintroduce them into a modern world and they can still work. I like. I've. I got the DVDs of the original Magnum series. I actually like the current Magnum series more than I like the original. Magnum You know series.
1: why, Ed? You know why? No, because of my theory that the new Magnum P.I. is actually closer to a modern day Rockford Files. Rockford Files, is the
0: greatest TV show I ever made.
1: But it's more like that than the original Magnum, because well, they've gone. A- they've gone seedier. Well, right? he's more of
0: a uh, an under uh, an underdog.
1: Right. Than the original Magnum was. Right. The original Magnum was just sort of a guy, right? And they, they've kept all the the DNA of the original show. But to me, like, yes, I, I know all the I was a huge fan of the original Magnum show back in the day. And this is another one. I'm, I'm surprised how much I, I like the new one. But I realized this. Yes, it says Magnum, but it's beats and and the 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 main character and the the Uh, the secondary characters, the recurring characters feel much more like Rockford Files than the original Magnum.
0: That's interesting. Um, And the new MacGyver was completely different. It was a younger guy. um, And the whole the rhythm of it was not the same as the original MacGyver, but it had the same core. And I really enjoyed that show, too. It was a it was a guilty pleasure. And the uh, the the some of these concepts are just very strong. And when people talk about, oh, Hollywood's going back to the well by re rebooting this TV show or revisiting this TV show, I think how many versions of Robin Hood or King Arthur. Right. Have existed. Yeah. This is These are our modern day uh, fables.
1: Yeah. I and mean, how many times have they rebooted Batman? It,
0: it, you know, these are our modern day fables. Right. And so, I don't see anything wrong with going back to the original concepts and saying how would this work today and what's interesting to me is that you watch that that new magnum you watch that um uh new uh, macgyver and shows like that and you and even the new equalizer it has certain feelings that call back to how stories were told in the 80s the it's a modern storytelling but there is a comfort level for me as someone who watched TV in the 80s and saying I recognize this. There's a there's a comfort food element. You
1: know, you know what I think that is, though, Ed, I think that's that TV is going back to being shows about people who may be flawed, but they're they're good people. They are heroes. They're not these horribly messed up. Like, I think people are tired of characters like Walter White. From Breaking Bad. I think they want stories about people who are actually good people, who may have flaws, but are good people and don't necessarily want to hurt anybody. You know, the fact that that Walter White style protagonist, where uh, I can't apparently even say the word that the show writer used to describe him, but, you know, I think people are tired of terrible people being centered in television shows. You know, well, I,
0: I've never liked shows where the hero is somebody who I think is a piece of crap. Right. Who harms other people who is selfish. selfish. You know, Dexter wasn't interested. I'm not interested in show, shows that take the villain and make them a hero. Well, Just I, okay. don't care. I've I'm watched not- them. I've watched them, but I wish I could get back the hours of my life
1: that I gave to Breaking Bad. See, I think, well, you got to watch Breaking Bad to understand Better Call Saul and Better Call Saul was a great show for two seasons. And then it went Vince Gilligan on itself. But, Gilligan! you know, the, the thing about, because we talked about Peacemaker and how good it was, and you know, Resident Alien. At the beginning of those shows, you cannot say that those characters are good people. They are actually the villains in the piece but they go on a journey. They evolve, right? It's not, I, I am tired of TV shows about sociopaths and psychopaths, right? And, and Dexter is that, Breaking Bad was that, Walter White was not a guy who found himself in a bad situation. Walter White was a guy who gave, were, was given permission to do terrible things and liked it. Well, there's
0: The Sopranos, which was that's the one that say, kicked it all off. Some people say the greatest television show of all time, um, mm. which everyone knows it was The Rockford Files. I don't um, understand that. They The thing is that the, the new uh, the, the prequel to The Sopranos came out to back up what you were saying a few minutes mm-hmm. ago. The prequel to The Sopranos came out and nobody cared.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I think we past so that age.
0: I mean, Dexter came out again and did all right.
1: Yeah, I think people are just everybody's sort of exhausted. Of it's 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 post Trump taste. Let's just say what it is. Yeah, we're looking for
0: people who are at their core are decent because we want to believe there are people out there who are at their core are decent.
1: We are now looking for people to cheer for instead of people who just give us permission to yell at our perceived enemies.
0: That's that I want that on a T-shirt.
1: That's too many words for a T-shirt.
0: Well, front and back.
1: Okay, but I mean, that, that's, what, that's what's happening with media right now. Stargirl is another example of a show like that. Great
0: show. You're gonna hear Stargirl and it's a teenage girl and you think this is gonna be some silly crap. First of all, if you're a fan of DC Comics, uh, you, you understand the deep cuts, you followed it for years. This is the best show ever because it just really celebrates the entire history of the characters of the DC universe even before the you know the, the the supermans and the batmans and the wonder womans took uh took priority uh even before there was a justice league mm-hmm. they're talking about characters from the 1940s and if you you know if you watch that and you, you read those things as a kid you get a little shiver like when a guy takes a pee and then afterwards gets a little <laughs> shiver
1: you get Great. that little shiver i don't think it's like a pee shiver ed you don't know you don't get the pee shiver you're a woman we haven't talked about the Equalizer.
0: We did, didn't we? No, we
1: didn't. You were all over the place. Battlestar Galactica and the other thing. You, you, this, this episode, Ed, you are like a balloon that somebody has let go. It's just been like <laughs> all over the place. Incidentally, I've been
0: muting my mic and making those noises.
1: Oh, is that what you've been muting your mic?
0: Yeah. OK, uh, maybe
1: maybe that explains your problems, your intense urgency of now. All right. Um,
0: we'll come back. Talk about the equalizer. But I also want to talk about the Batman
1: movie. I want to I talk about Spider-Man. But it's been not enough time for Batman to talk about That's Spoilers.
0: We'll talk about both because the thing I want to talk about with the Batman movie ties in to the Spider-Man movie. So oh,
1: but you haven't seen the Batman movie. This doesn't matter. Oh, you are committing a big, big violation of a Leanna rule. But okay, we'll do this after the break. I used to write book reports based on what
0: I read on the back of the book.
1: Big violation of a Leanna rule. Big rule. Well, good. Big, big good. rule.
0: I get to violate your rules. Big
1: rule. We're
0: going to go to a break and come back and violate Leanna's rules after this. Alright, so uh, as we said before the break, i uh, gonna violate one of Leanna's big Leanna rules. Yeah, uh, now, no, no. Just to understand okay. that some of Leanna's rules include uh, a food can't have more than three no, that's, different that's not flavors. A rule? That's because... not a rule.
1: That's a preference.
0: Oh, that's a preference.
1: Yeah, that's about what I like. I just
0: right. don't.
1: Be- I just don't believe that if there's more than three things in something, you can taste the the fourth thing.
0: Okay, so that's that's a preference, not a like movie. a
1: strawberry orange and banana smoothie, right? Yes. You add anything else to that, you lose one of the flavors.
0: No, you can throw in blueberries; it's distinct too.
1: Well, that doesn't taste very good. Have you ever had a strawberry orange and banana blueberry smoothie?
0: No, but I'm thinking about going out and getting one.
1: It's just not very good.
0: You know so, what? I'm gonna go get one just to prove that it's good.
1: Now there there are there are exceptions to this, you know, like berber spice and mole, but that's its own thing. And with Berber and mole, most people don't say what's in the Berber and mole because you know what? At that point, there's just too many things. Oh, you said Berber. Berber. I thought, I thought you
0: said barber. And no, I was like, Berber. what is a barber spice? The... Is it that stuff in that blue, uh, that blue liquid where they put the the, the, the scissors and the, and the combs?
1: The African spice. The that, that I That I put in lentils and like murder everybody I know with them. All right. Because so I don't talk think it's about, spicy.
0: We're going to eventually break Leanna's rules and talk about uh, the Batman movie and oh. Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home. Uh, I, I want
1: to state what rule you're breaking before we get there, by the but way. First, but can we, talk, we about talk about
0: the Equalizer? Because how good is this show? It stars Queen Latifah, if you haven't yes. seen it. Yes. And she writes wrongs for people who have nobody else to turn to.
1: And and another show where the 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 young adult actor who plays a teenager on it, she is very, very good. But the supporting cast is in it. Lorraine Toussaint is in it. And she is amazing. but Dave, this is an example of an updated show where the original was what it was. And I think they respect what the original was, because I do think the original was sort of groundbreaking in its own way with the level of grit and menace that he had, the quiet kind of menace. You actually believe that this is a guy who, who could, did bad who, things for good killed reasons.
0: people and will kill right. you.
1: Right. But doesn't relish it. He doesn't enjoy it. It's a job. Someone just has to do it. Right. And so they they took that and went, all right, let's take this premise into the modern day. Who are people that need help but can't go to the police or can't engage in modern day systems or modern day community or or are ignored by the authorities? Right. Or, Or are punished for saying, I need help. And they centered on, I think quite presciently, Black people. And so this show, if you want to watch it as just a a really fun, stylish uh, action drama, that's like a villain of the week in a case of the week procedural, you can do that. But then it's a show that I think has a message without being political, if that makes sense. It's a story about issues. It's not a story about politics. Yeah, And I think that's great. And they got rid of Chris Noth so fast when he got into trouble.
0: Oh, Chris Knoth, gone. He just was a regular so- and then
1: he was yeah, smoke. Like he two was episodes, gone. but You don't even miss him. I, I forgot he was there last episode. I was so engaged. and They brought in Jada Pinkett Smith and made me like her. It was like for what she was. I'm like, if you can do that, I, I am uh, super impressed. Going right
0: back to Law & Order, I've always felt like I wanted to punch Chris Knoth in the face. I do not understand that dude's career. He looks like, the kind of guy who was good looking in high school and tormented everybody else who wasn't as good look. He's the guy that pushed people in lockers. He you, was the rich you kid. You he, think he's good looking? Of course, that's what the, that, that's what, that's what he's built his career on. Mr. Really? Bing, the good looking he, guy.
1: He's up there with Tom Cruise. I, see, I don't get the guys that people claim are something's broken in me this way people tell me brad pitt's this big heartthrob tom Cruise's heartthrob even chris hemsworth like he's a great thor but they all look kind of feral to me
0: maybe that's the thing women some women like guys that look like they could take down a buck and tear See, its throat out with
1: their teeth i'm more a tom holland fan can we please have more actors like Tom Holland. He doesn't get into trouble. He doesn't do anything crazy. He's just adorable and likable. And he just he just seems like somebody that, you know, you could hang out with and he wouldn't offend your mother. You know, I just can we please have more celebrities like Tom Holland and Zendaya? They are fantastic. More Which, like that, please.
0: We can talk about uh, Leanne and I went uh, decided to go together and see uh spider-man no way home which has been out since december and people loved it it got well, rave yeah, reviews
1: well we were gonna go and then all the movie theaters closed down yeah it's the so first, it's the first movie i've seen in a theater since covid and there were like six other people in the theater so i felt okay yeah it
0: uh people were raving about it and i saw the movie and i don't think it's the greatest movie ever made like some people say but it's fantastic you know what it it's actually a good movie. is
1: it's not a Marvel movie. I know it's only sort of halfway Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it is immediately one of my favorites.
0: It's, uh, well, there's an, ur- see, the thing about the Spider-Man character, there's an earnestness to the character without him being brooding. And right. I think that's part of the key is he still understands how to have fun. He's still in, He still understands that being Spider-Man is kind of fun. Because I think movies where the superhero is always miserable is like, why are you doing this then? You've got the ability to do other things, do other things. If you hate being a superhero, don't be a superhero.
1: Spider-Man was the first superhero comic book that I read. In the outhouse outhouse of my grandmother's cottage. Well, not Archie. It was uh, the first comics I really, really liked were the old Scrooge McDuck comics. People love that. You know, they, they were, is
0: huge in Spanish countries.
1: Oh, it, the, they, they were at the, they were at the library when I was in grade three. But Spider-Man was the first superhero comic I read. I mean, Superman was out there, you know, and and I knew who Batman was because of the TV show, but Spider-Man was the first comic I read. And that every man like Spider-Man got a cold. Spider-Man had to go to work. Spider-Man didn't have a lot of money. I'm like this, this dude. I I get this dude, like that got me into X-Men and like all the other Marvel stuff. And then the Marvel stuff, because that was, you know, that was before the whole 90s speculator market comics took a word I can't say. And dump. Yeah. And all that. These are regular people doing amazing things, went away and it became excuses for punching and blood and extreme violence and a lot of strange crying and brooding and brooding and brooding and more brooding and brooding in variant covers and brooding in holographic covers, brooding and brooding and brooding and brooding.
0: And big shoulder pads.
1: And big shoulders. And big guns, really
0: big guns. And
1: apparently no feet. But enough about Rob Liefeld. Uh, but your
0: feet just badly.
1: Not on women. Storm is like points. It's like she's in point shoes when Rob Liefeld drew her. It's the weirdest thing. But Spider Man was like there is, there is certain requirements for a Spider Man story, and I'm very attached to this. The um, the play uh, PlayStation exclusive Spider Man games do this really really well too. They understand the essential elements of a spider-man story right and and spider-man no way home nails it and one of the things i loved about it talking about the thing we were talking about before is the spider-man villains back in the day and and marvel comics villains back in the uh, in general and part of this was a comics code nobody could have any real menace they were more likely to be mentally ill than truly evil people and so you wanted to see them redeemed, you wanted to see them get better as opposed to killed, and that was the thing I didn't like about the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, and even the Andrew Garfield uh, Spider movies. I really liked Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, but the movies weren't great. And I liked Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy, but the movies themselves weren't great. The Tom Holland Spider-Man movies are actually good movies, but I think this is the best one yet.
0: Well, they've had the chance to the, 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 every movie. They get a, a more experience about what works. And uh,
1: I okay, Spider-Man fact, Three. Ed, do you remember the travesty that Spider-Man Three yeah, was? The Tobey Maguire movie. That's
0: because the studio insisted because they wanted to sell toys. They insisted on having uh, mo- too many villains in one movie, and there none are, of them there, got a proper storyline. There
1: were so many villains in No Way Home, and they still made it work. All right, fine. You
0: made your point. All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to break a rule of (sighs) Leannis. Stay tuned. All right. Now we're going to break a Leanna rule because i want to talk about the new movie just released matt reeves the batman but you haven't seen robert pattinson which i haven't seen but i have okay. read a lot about it i've seen oh. the, i've seen the movie clips oh
1: you are being that guy right now see i don't want to do this i, will I don't want out. to criticize the
0: movie no here's to, i'm the not thing. giving a review of the movie ed
1: ed you can talk about the marketing of the movie you can talk about the preview trailers for the movie you can't talk about the movie because you haven't seen the movie I can talk
0: about the approach that they've taken to this movie because you, I've read the interviews with the director. But you haven't seen it. But I know what the director said. What that approach doesn't... the director took, what okay, his can... mindset was going into it.
1: You can talk about his intents, but you cannot say he achieved those intents. I
0: have no idea if he achieved it. I haven't seen it yet. Well, but this is
1: what I'm saying. You can't talk about the movie. Batman
0: is a, is a unique superhero to me in that he really should be brooding. Um, it suits his character to be a little bit darker, he's he's motivated, he's motivated by anger and stuff like that. Okay. But, um, the idea of trying to make, when people talk about how Batman is the most realistic superhero, because it could really happen. No, 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 it can't. Batman could never happen. Soon as you take Batman and put him in a, you take a world and you put Batman in it, it is no longer realistic because nobody could dress up like a bat and yeah. have millions of dollars worth of gadgets constantly and go out there and fight crime. And uh, you, it, imagine Baron Trump all of a sudden, you know, at, a, at an event saying, oh, I have to go and, and show it, driving around in a bat suit or Donald Trump. I mean, uh, or, or Elon Musk. Like,
1: Batman is a throwback to the crime comics pre-superhero boom. Well, it was the punk comics. Yeah, it was. yeah, it was. It was the crime stories of the 30s.
0: But um, Batman is not realistic. See, to me, Superman is more realistic than Batman. And agree no, right. I agree with you. No, right. I agree
1: with people you. I agree with you.
0: Listen, listen to me. Follow me here because um, the explanation for why Superman can do what he can do is that he's from another world, and so they've created within the story this pres- this, this premise that because he's not human, he can do all of these fantastic things. The idea that Batman, who is basically just a human being, can do all these fantastic things, stupid. It's, it's absurd. Now, I love that. Comic, See, books, I, I, be a, comic book books and movies should be absurd right. in the very best ways. But I The would idea even... that Batman could ever really happen
1: is yeah. crazy. Now, the sleep deprivation alone would he'd be so he'd be so broken from all the injuries he'd probably be on blood thinners and have all these you know nagging health problems because the number of times he goes and gets beat up well he'd be he'd be like
0: on opioids for the pain
1: i i said that i mean they did that in a nightwing story that, you know, they did the very special episode because you can do that with the former teen sidekick in a way you can't do with the main Nut guy. The main being guy, the never... original
0: Robin who went out on his own.
1: But they had him have trouble with um, prescription drugs for a while. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. But... But,
0: yeah, the, the thing is, uh, Batman is not realistic. Superman is realistic within the con- the conceits of the stories. But as soon as you put Superman into the real world, it is no longer the real world, because right. the idea that if there was a superhuman that powerful, the governments of the world would have found a way to take him down. They would have shot him up with kryptonite bullets. There's no, the there pets, is
1: no pets. realistic. <laughs> they the actually world changes. They actually deal with that with uh, Superman and uh, Superman, Superman and, and Lois. They did that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe too. I'll give them credit for that, though.
0: Like but, you, you super superhero movies should be escapist entertainment. They See? shouldn't be taking these heroes who are bright and shiny. Heroes should be having fun with their powers. Like they take on great responsibility, but Superman would, would be flying and just feeling the wind yeah. in his hair and stuff yeah. and be happy. You know, yeah. um, Spider-Man, I love him because he is happy. Most, yeah. he has serious things happen, but he maintains this, this light spirit and this joking attitude. And superhero movies, should not be except with, with exceptions here and there that suit the, the subject matter. Um, superhero movies shouldn't be serious. And Zack well, Snyder there, was all of us saying that superhero movies should be political and social. It's like, yeah, no, there, I don't go to movies for that.
1: There should never be a superhero movie where Superman is blowing away cops with his heat vision. That was my issue with the Justice League movie. But I do think that if you make a Batman, what is it, Batman Year Two? Is the Matt Reeves or year three?
0: No, it's the, but, but the The Batman movie takes place in Batman's second year.
1: Second year, so year two, yeah. Um, and so, if you want to do a throwback crime pulp, which is apparently what the inspiration for this movie is, okay, you know, there's a. I I will I will go on that journey with you because that's what I liked about the second. Keaton Burton Batman movie as opposed to the first one that the first one was just sort of a movie the second one Tim Burton actually uh, actually could put his own visual style on the whole thing he could put that flair and so I didn't feel like you know I was I was looking at basically New York but it was called Gotham City It, it was this place in another place where I could you know, believe in the penguin and Catwoman and 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 um, Christopher Walken and all that stuff. It, it it There was a suspension of disbelief because I didn't need to believe it was in the real world,
0: and right? The, you know, just to as we're closing up, just to address myself to these critics who are reviewing the Batman and saying that it's gritty, but it's not realistic. Why are you going to a superhero movie looking for it to be realistic? Yeah,
1: that's really that's weird. The thing. It's
0: like, yes, it is gritty and it is dark according to all the reviews and all the things I've read. Um, but to say, but it's not realistic? No, but that, he's that's... dressed as a bat. Why you go to a superhero movie with your antenna up thinking that you're, you're going to get a realistic movie? What the hell is the matter with you?
1: But that's like the same people who didn't like Thor Ragnarok because it was funny.
0: Yeah, I mean... But... It's, I, a, it's an absurd concept Thor versus the Hulk it's but, absurd enjoy but all it the, have but, fun with it
1: but also all the uh all the marketing all the art style was they were basically doing an 80s metal video as a movie and that's exactly what you got I thought it was fantastic in terms of execution of vision that way
0: well maybe we'll talk next week about the Batman movie after having seen it and give, people
1: um, to, uh, give people some but, time but to give people some time see it. Honest
0: to God, if you see somebody giving a review saying it's not realistic, stop reading what they're saying because they have no baseline as to how to re- look at a superhero movie. All right. Liana can be found at RedLianaK on Twitter. Uh, Liana K is the name of her uh, YouTube channel. Videos four days a week, five if you're a supporter on Patreon. Um, I can be found uh, at EdTheSock on Twitter. Ed underscore the underscore sock on uh, uh, Instagram and uh, occasionally TikTok and you can find me on newmusicnation.ca where you also find Leanna and that's it Uh, thank you for listening Um, and now it's time for Leanna to give our sign off Leanna
1: bye 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 bye